Welcome to the Hungry Few Podcast with your host, Riley Logsdon, where we extract the top habits of highly successful individuals and reverse engineer their tactics, behaviors, and strategies. You'll learn firsthand from experts grinding in the trenches daily. So you have all the tools and tactics to reach your destination. Are you one of the complacent many or are you one of the hungry few? What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Hungry Few podcast. Today, I have an awesome guest with me, one of my really good friends, Clayton Snyder, who is the founder of the Corporate Body Blueprint and cannot wait just to dive into this and show you guys more about what Clayton does and you get to know. So <laughs> brother, thanks for being here. Dude, thanks for having me on, man. I'm I'm super pumped to do this. Right on. So let's dive right into uh your your fitness journey and how you actually got started with that. How did you get into fitness? Yeah, so um I grew up an athlete. I, I played hockey, I played basketball basketball. I mean I played pretty much any sport you can think of besides like, I don't know, like cricket or something like that. But, um, um, so yeah, that's, I have, I have an athletic background and, um, I played all the way up until my junior year of high school and really like my junior year of high school, when I stopped, it was like, I stopped being active. And I mean, every high school kid, I believe, um, every high school boy plays video games and they go through that phase, you know, they play call of duty, they play Madden. I was, I was, into all those video games. And, um, I literally was playing video games, like, I don't know, like 12 hours a day, probably. And then, um, literally every single day, dude, I was, it it was like, I'd wake up before school play. Um, as soon as I get home at like three o'clock play till like, I didn't like, I couldn't play anymore. Like my parents would come in my room and be like, yo, dude, like you gotta stop. But literally every day, you might be a millionaire. Dude, I know. Back then, Gary V has been talking about it too forever. That kids needed to start recording it, and I, I should have done that. Um, I was on game battles, all that other good stuff. But um, every day after school, I had like early release lunch. We had at my high school where you could literally leave like our seventh period like an hour early before everyone else. So literally, like every single day, like Monday through Friday, me and like a couple of my friends had like designated food places we would go to, and like Monday would be like. Moe's Monday, where you get like a burrito, like chips and queso. It was unhealthy. Every single thing we ate, like like any like teenager would eat, because you only have so much money that your parents would give you if you weren't working. Like, and if you were working, you were making like minimum wage at that point. So, like McDonald's, like hibachi, all this good stuff. But I did that for two years straight, and I never exercised really. Besides, when I played sports with my friends, and I gained like thirty five pounds, and so when it came to that and all my friends that I hung out with for the most part were all athletes. Like, and most of them played on the football team. And so a lot of them were going after we graduated, a lot of them went off to go play college football and like me being a big athlete growing up, like a huge goal of mine was like, man, I would love to play college sports. And like, I did not And which, which sucked. And like when I was sitting there after I graduated high school and I was like, man, like all most of my friends are going out to play sports and I'm here, I'm overweight. I'm going to the community college that's attached to my high school, literally like attached to it. I like, we called it like high school 2.0. Like the campus was named after our high school. Like, and yeah, so I'm living at home with my parents still. All my buddies are going off to their dorms and their apartments. 
And I was just like, I was like angry with myself. And I was just like, dude, I'm sitting here like I'm super unconfident. Like, this is not what I want to do. Like, I don't want to stay in my hometown. Like, I want to like make a change here. So um, my brother was really into working out. And um, so I, I just kind of like went to him and I was like, hey, man, like, like, what do you do really to get in shape? And he kind of just gave me like a basic, he's like, just get in the gym. So I did that. And I just became like utterly obsessed with working out, like going twice a day. When I wasn't in the gym, I was at home watching YouTube videos like the Hodge Twins, um, Christian Guzman, Steve Cook, Bradley Martin. And literally for years, like I, I self-taught myself everything I know today. Like I would just like I'd go to the gym, I'd work out, I'd come home, I'd eat my meals like and I'd watch YouTube videos and educate myself just because I was so intrigued. And I was able to lose that 35 pounds, 40 pounds that I gained. And I've been able to just, you know, slowly over time build muscle and um, I've had some success in that area and now i teach others how to really get the confidence they want maybe they don't really feel good in their clothes um and my niche right now is corporate america the, the people that i work with like nine to five office workers so why did why corporate america so yeah i mean we can go ahead and dive into that part of the story now like so six months ago i was um hired on as a promotion i got promoted my job six months ago to be a salesman for an insurance, local insurance agency. They're a great company. And um, I thought that job that I got, it was my first job out of college, um, was like the job. Like my my boss is 35. He was making half a million dollars a year. Super good dude. I saw what like the benefits of the company. You got stock in the company. Like every like thing you would want in the company that to work for, like they had it. Extremely flexible. And you know, when I was driving home from getting promoted, like the COO from the company flew down like specifically to promote me. And he told me he was saying, Hey, like you can make, you can make $150,000 this year if like you work really hard, like, and as a 24 year old, like that's a lot of money. Like, and I was like this, man, I was like, this is a great opportunity. I need to jump on this. And like, while driving home, I just didn't feel right, man. Like, and I was like, I, I just don't feel this is what I'm supposed to really be doing. And I believe that God was really nudging me in a different direction than where I, I was in at the moment because I strictly got in that job for the money. And for me, it's always come back to fitness. Like people always come to me for fitness advice. I'm always super passionate about working out. And it's not even just about the look, man. It's just I like being healthy because once before I wasn't healthy and I know what it's like to not be like that. And I never want to go back to that old version of myself. And I don't want to see people suffer through what I had to go through. So um, I started this online fitness coaching business. And I thought, hey, like, where is there a need for people like to really lose weight? And most of America are in office job settings. And they're sitting all day. They have super easy access snacks. And I saw it every single day in my office. I'd get in the elevator. People would get in with me. Usually they're overweight. Or, and I could tell just by their body language, they were extremely low energy. And I was like, this is a problem. Like, and I believe I can solve this problem if I start a business tailoring specifically working towards people like this. So um, six months ago, I started it five, I think it was like five months ago, actually. And, you know, I, I started it with no intentions to where it is today. I literally just said, I'm going to do it on the side and I'm still going to do my like uh, commercial insurance producer job and just see where this goes basically. And after literally after three weeks after me being promoted, I said, this, this ain't gonna work. I, I can't do this. And not because it was hard or I was getting rejected deals. It was because I just knew I didn't want to sit in that type of office setting for the next 20 years of my life. 
And so I, when I'd wake up at 4 a.m., I'd work till 8 a.m. on my business. I'd go to my nine to five till, till my lunch break. Then on my lunch break, I would work on my business till then I'd go back to work, work till five. And then from 5 p.m. on, that was game time. I was like, okay, this is when I can batch content. This is when I can reach out to people that I think need help. This is when I can really start marketing myself on social media. And over time, over time, over time, um, by the grace of God, last week, I was able to leave my nine to five and go full time into my business and really step into my calling and really just help people like in that setting, just um, like just feel more confident in themselves, man. And really just like people who have struggled for so long that I talk to that I work with. And it's so awesome seeing them go on the other side of that transformation like after we like stop working together. Mm. Yeah, I, I actually it's really close to home. I went from around 230 pounds to 297 pounds staring at a computer all day. Mm -hmm. And when, when you're just, when you have access to snacks so easily and you're just focused on a certain task, you kind of do everything you can just to get that little bit of energy. And so I was grabbing everything just to get a little bit more energy, not knowing how damaging that was, not just to the way I looked, right? Cause I obviously put on a lot of weight, but also to my, um, the cognitive side of it, which is like, I, I couldn't focus. It destroyed mm -hmm. my focus. And so, um, I'd be curious to know like what, what steps do you take to change? I mean, it's a habitual thing, right? How do you, mm -hmm. how do you get them to break that habit? What is the mm -hmm. process you use to, to get them to change their lifestyle? Absolutely. Um, so I think for me, the first thing I start off when I bring someone on is I say, Hey, like, how many times are you eating a day? That's the first thing because it all comes down to diet. We've all heard the saying, hey, like um, you can't outwork a bad diet. And it's so true as cliche as it is. And um, so that's the first thing I'll ask them when I never go on. I say, hey, what are you eating? And most of the time they're telling me I skip breakfast or I have a banana for breakfast and I, with a cup of coffee. For lunch, usually I'll grab a granola bar or something. Um, maybe I'll go out to eat with my coworkers. If I do, it's like Chipotle or pizza or they'll they have donuts usually in the break room sometime and maybe i'll grab some chips and then dinner time i'll go home to my family and we'll usually eat like a big meal and right there immediately i know that they're not eating enough calories and a lot of people have a negative connotation with eating more thinking that that's going to make them gain more weight but it's completely false and more nutrient dense foods throughout the day and eating actual meals and not just snacks is going to benefit you extremely like long term and I mean, just another example too, is just prioritizing protein on a daily basis. And a lot of people want to lose weight. So they just crash diet and just don't eat as much. And then you're doing it the wrong way versus if you do it with resistance training and supplementing it with cardio and eating enough protein on a daily basis, then you're going to actually look good in the process of doing it versus kind of like a skinny fat look, which I don't think a lot of people want to strive for. <laughs> no, I agree. So that's, that's super interesting. You say that, that a lot of people will actually under eat because their main focus is on calories in versus calories out where they're, they're not eating enough protein. They're not, and they're not eating enough, frankly, they're just, they're shortening what they should be eating. Let's expand on that. I think a lot of people that is their, I mean, when they think about how do I be healthy? Oh, I just have to eat less, which isn't necessarily true is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people go for like the granola bars because they think that's healthy. And it, and all it is, it's a filler snack. Like it, it's not something that's nutritionally dense enough to like really 
like give your body the nutrients that it needs. Like if you were to eat three whole meals a day, like that's sorry here. My, uh, my mic just cut out. Sorry about that. Um, um, if you were to eat three whole meals a day and supplement it with like a sustained assimilation protein shake in the process of it, like you're giving the body the nutrients that it actually needs. And I mean, some people might debate that. And this is just me throwing out an example out there saying that eating actual whole meals versus snacking throughout the day, because guess what? Snacks are also extremely easy to overeat on. Like if you got a bag of chips or you got a granola bar, like what are the chances of you being full after eating one granola bar? You're going to grab two probably, right? And it's just it, the process just keeps continues. Like if you grab a bag of chips at night and you eat, you're like, oh, I'm just going to have a few. Next thing you know, the whole bag, the whole bag's gone. And that's really like what it comes down to is just eating whole meals with like lean sources of protein and a really good carbohydrate source. And I mean, there's definitely a flexible dieting where you can, and you can even eat out and make it work too. But I, I think a lot of people just overcomplicate the process of it and try and like take shortcuts and like crash diet, like I mentioned before, and just go for these easy filler snacks just to kind of make themselves feel better. hundred mm, percent. Yeah, I, I was definitely there too. So uh, I can I can definitely yeah, see all me that. Too. Um, but before the call, we were talking about how you're a big advocate, and I see this all the time with with everything you're doing. Is you're a big advocate of investing in yourself with King's Council, with the other coaching groups you're in. Um, let's dive into that a little bit about how important investing in yourself has been within your life. Yeah. So. The King's Council, which is how me and Riley connected, is a Christian-based entrepreneurship group. I'm, I'm sure you've mentioned it on your podcast before. Um, but that was the first time I ever invested in myself into getting mentorship. And it came at a time right before I got I got promoted at my job. And I believe that timing was like really God aligned me with the right people at the right time, at the right place, and put me there for a reason. And I remember I went to the King's Council put on these 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 seminars, these two day seminars called the CEO of your life. And it was literally the day I got baptized. Um, the day I got baptized, um, it was the day after. It was a two day event, like directly after. So I was like, okay, like this is really good timing. Like I knew that Steve Weatherford, the guy who puts it on, is a big Christian, and I would really like to hear from him. And so, and I was blown away by the conference and it's not like your typical, like personal development, co like conference where it's super cheesy. Like it was very intentional. Like I could tell that it wasn't like some joke, like it was for real. And I wanted to join when they dropped the price at the end of day one. And I didn't join after day one. And I was like, there's no way I can afford that. Um, then day two came and I was blown away even more. And I just felt like I felt an urge. I was like, Clayton, like you're supposed to be a part of this. Like you need to do this. And like, you're unhappy with where you're at now. You're like, you're not happy with the people you're surrounding yourself with. Like you're complacent. Like it, it's time to really kind of make a change and like get uncomfortable and invest some cash that you're earning right now and back into yourself so you can get where you want to get to. So I joined and I, I, I couldn't afford it. And I threw it on a credit card with, with like a $500 limit on it or a $5,000 limit on it. Like nothing, nothing crazy on it. And I got resourceful is what I did. And I said, hey, like, I believe that they can maybe teach me some skills to where I can make the ROI back on this and some and still be able to align with people who I would love to build friendships with and just me becoming a better Christian and a better person. So that was the first part of me really first investing into myself. 
And after day two ended, I literally drove out of the building without joining. And while driving away, I said, no, like I'm done. I can't, I can't continue my life like this. And I turned around. I went back, walked in the building and joined, gave Connor Mead my credit card. And I said, put it on there, dude, like let's roll. And then being in that group of people who really like everyone. So everyone in the King's council is like very driven. Like they really care about what they do. There are some really successful people in it and being surrounded like people like that and who are just extremely positive and everyone's just so supportive. Like, like it pushed me to really start my business. Like it pushed me to do it. It forced me to do it. Cause I was around people who were so high level and so supporting. Everyone was like, Hey, like this is what like we're meant to do as part of this tribe is really pull out of you like what you're really meant to do in your life. And so I started my business, I believe it was like a week after I joined the King's Council. And so after that, I was like kind of just aimlessly like posting stuff on Instagram. And then um, I hired another mentor and it was my online fitness coaching business mentor, um, which I couldn't afford as well. I put that on my credit card as well. And I said, hey, like, let's do it. Like I'm, I'm all in on myself right now. Like I'm do, I want to do everything possible to get out of my nine to five that I'm in right now. And like, I'm not anti nine to five. Like I'm just anti doing stuff that I'm not fulfilled with. And, and so I put that on a credit card as well. So now I've got about a thousand dollars a month on my credit card coming out, going on it. And I've only got a $5,000 limit and that's a lot of pressure saying, Hey, like I've only got a couple months to make this back or my credit card's going to max out. And then I'm going to have bad credit. So, um, and dude, putting myself in that situation that forced me to go all in on myself and that forced me to have that urgency on a daily basis was the one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Like the three best decisions I've ever made in my life was giving my life to Jesus. Two was dropping out of school a couple years back and taking a gap year to really work on myself. And three was investing in my in these mentorship programs. Those are the three of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how I've, I believe that you should really invest in yourself and be willing to get resourceful. Because I talk to people on a lot of on a daily basis, like prospects that I talk to um, on the phone for my business. And they say, well, I can't afford that certain things. And I said, well, like, how important is it to you? Like, like, what's more important to you? You not spending this X amount of money per month or you and 10 years down the road looking back and you you've gained even more weight and you're not you're even like less confident than where you are now like what's i believe that investment's really worth it to you like that's kind of how i look at things now like versus like from an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset hmm. that's good so what i'm my takeaways from that are one invest in yourself and don't when you think to yourself I can't afford this. I, I would say that you almost switch that to how can I afford this? And almost mm -hmm. to a point where you said, I can't afford not to, because the person I'm going to become when I invest in this is going to be a hundred X worth his investment. Yes. And I think that we're conditioned, especially like people who are younger, we're just conditioned to money. Really like everything we, we purchase is an expense. It's something we buy and we don't see a return on that. Mm -hmm. That's how we're conditioned our whole life growing up. And it's like, you got to switch that mindset if you're really trying to like, and like, I'm not, I'm speaking to people who like really want more in life and really feel unfulfilled now. Like you got to flip the switch on that mindset and say, Hey, like if I want to like 
get more fulfilled in my life and I want to do something I'm passionate about and I want to create a business around something that I do on a daily basis that I think that I'd be a lot more fulfilled in the situation I'm in right now. Like I got to be willing to put some cash up that I spend on a daily basis to pay someone who's done it at a high level and who's willing to teach me that versus me spending years trying to figure out on my own. And I'm not saying there's like, it's definitely great to do stuff on your own, but you can expedite the process a lot faster. And especially with the amount of people on social media and like one of the biggest things I hear, and I used to make this excuse for myself too, is the excuse, oh, like the market, that that market's saturated. Like every single market's saturated. <laughs> every single, like any sort of market you yeah. go to, there's going to be tons of, there's billion, there's a billion people in this world. Like any place you go, there's going to be people that want to do what you do. But what's going to separate yourself is you finding the right mentor and getting around the right people and staying extremely consistent and intentional with everything you do. Yeah. That's good. And I, yeah, I really like that, that thought process too, of like you're saying, I, I can't afford not to do this. And this is what's going to allow me to, to get out of that, that spot that I'm currently in and become the person that I know that I'm supposed to become. That's awesome. So let's dive into um, the, so you, you talked about how you invest in yourself with mentors. Let's talk about the amount of books you read and let's just, Touch on the top three books that have helped you level up. Um, okay, so through so I did seventy five hard um, last year, and I would say seventy five hard really like that is one habit. For, and I'm actually on it right now again. Um, that's one thing. Reading ten pages as part of seventy five hard is um, part of like I just mentioned part of the program. But that's a habit that is instilled in me since that. Um, so the best three books that I've read and I read 10 to 20 pages daily is winning by Tim Grover. Um, that's number one. Um, I would say another one that's really been helpful for me and I've read it every single year for like the past, like four years. And I'll probably read it again while I do 75 hard this year is high performance habits by Brendan Burchard. Um, that's another great one. And, um, a third one that I would say is really good is i'm looking at my book stack right here next to me it's a great question it, it, there's so many good books man like it's so tough the name like when you narrow it down to three it's tough um i would say a book that i read recently in my small group at church was excellent it's called win the day by mark batterson um who is like an excellent author um he's one of the best um authors like i've read a few of his books and the way he's able to articulate certain messages and write is just um incredible Right on. So let's dive a little bit deeper into all those different books. You touched on winning um, by Tim Grover. What was the number one thing from that that you were able to apply? Um, you know, there's one line that Tim Grover wrote in that book. And for those of you who don't know who Tim Grover is, he was Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's performance coach. And if you can get those two guys at that high level to listen to you, um, I'm all ears when it comes, it comes like to that. And you know, that book is not for everyone. I'll go ahead and say that right now. It's very dark. It's, it's very intense. And there's a lot of stuff in there that I think people would read and say, ah, I don't really agree with that, but I, I like stuff like that. And I believe that's kind of how I am. I have a very, um, a lot more in like, I'm in, I like to consider myself somewhat intense in certain ways. Um, but there was one line that he said in that book that I literally like tell myself every day. And it's that winning has no loyalty. And no matter like how much like you win or like say if you make a certain amount of 
like sales one day, or if you're in sports, like you win like a championship or something the next day, like that previous win doesn't matter. Like the next, like you always got to be going after the next win and like whatever you define that in, in your life. And he wrote another thing in that book that I, I want to pull up really bad. And um, I can't remember it right now, but that one line is really what stuck out to me from winning is that winning has no loyalty to you. That's good. It's good. You got to get up and earn it every day. Yeah. Come on. So then uh, high performance habits, uh, Brennan Burchard, that one I actually read too. That was a really good book. Um, what about that stood out to you? Why is that one of your so I I really like and I'm all for the personal development books and I love reading them and um, I really like the ones that have applicable tasks in them and like principles that you can use and that's what that book is like that's a book that I believe you can read once a year and you can still get something new out of it every single time you read because he interviewed literally some of the top like performers in the world like um, I know he was like Oprah's um, like performance coach, like for a while. And he's worked with like Usher and a ton of like super high performance people. And he's interviewed them all across the world. And like, he just talked about their habits that they do on a daily basis and literally broke them down and how to implement them in your life on a daily basis. And like what these mega successful people do on a daily basis. And I think it's so great for like a book like that to where you can actually apply stuff versus just getting stuff that like, you read and you feel good about yourself for 10 minutes after, and then you kind of go back to your old thought process. It's mm, good. And that that's in line with actually just had uh, Joel Burkhalter on the podcast last week. And he was saying that how books were explained to him by one of his mentors is these people spend their entire life dedicated to one subject, their entire life dedicated to one subject, and put it all into a book that you can read and apply to your life within just one week of reading it. Mm-hmm. And so whatever subject that you're looking to to learn or an area that you're looking to get better at within your life, you can literally instill it into your life within a week and learn it from these people that literally dedicated their entire life to it. And when you think about it that way, it's kind of like, I would be pretty stupid not to read, you know? Yeah. Not to read these books. And the thing is too, man, is like you got to apply it. Mm-hmm. And I used to be this way too. I used to read books that were extremely knowledgeable and I never applied the information. Mm. Analysis, paralysis. Exactly. It's good. So then that the last book you're talking about, um, Win the Day, what is that one about? So Win the Day also has another ton of like tactics in it as well. And I love the concept, and this is something that I tell my clients on a daily basis, is just focus on winning each day because – and this is something that I struggle with too because we're all humans and we all tend to really like look really far down the road instead of just kind of focusing on like what we need to do right now. Like it can be extremely overwhelming to say, oh my god, like I have to finish this by this date. Um, I can't believe I'm not here yet. Instead of really just kind of focusing where you're at now and saying, okay, like what are five critical tasks – that I use is called the powerless created by Andy Frisilla at first form. Um, what do I do? What do I need to do five critical tasks on a daily basis to move me forward in life? And I believe that the win the day book kind of talked about that a lot is just focusing on winning like skills to use to win each day versus looking too far ahead and like really getting yourself overwhelmed and like just focusing on five to pass a day. Because if you try and do more than five or like six, like 
major tasks and like you're going to get over you're not going to be able to get all that stuff done in a day like you're not it's mm, good i've definitely been there where i've tried to just pack my calendar with so much that i, I just get overwhelmed and, and never end up finishing what i have for the day rather than just focusing on what are the needle movers what are the things that are going to get me to the next level and focusing to make sure that i actually complete those that's good so I, I got a couple more questions for you. If somebody's on the come up in their 20s, looking to become an entrepreneur, and they, they essentially want to get to where you're at, what is the one or few things that they can do or that you would recommend that they do to get to the level that you're at? This this answer isn't going to be sexy, and like I used to get pissed off when people would say this too on podcasts. When I wanted to get where they are, and it's it's just being consistent. It's being consistent yeah. and like making sure that what you're doing is is you're doing it the right way. And it it goes back to mentorship and investing in yourself. Hire a mentor, and just stay extremely extremely consistent. Like um, I think since I started my Instagram page, my business page, I think I've missed like maybe maybe three posts or two posts in five months and that's the one of the one the like one things that prospects and like my friends tell me on their like when i talk to them is say dude like every time i pull up my instagram like you're 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 at the top of my feed like every single time and i'm not saying that's like brag or i'm just saying like that's i'm like that's my goal i want my name to be up there every single time you pull it up because i want them to constantly be reminded if they need fitness help like i'm their guy like that's, I want their, like me in their mind when it comes to that. It's just, it just comes down to being consistent, man, being smart about what you do and hiring a mentor is, is like the three things I would really tell someone. And like, don't worry about it being perfect in the beginning because it's not like, it's not going to be perfect in the beginning. You're going to make mistakes. You, you're 100%. Like I told myself at the beginning, I'm like, ah, I probably won't make that many mistakes and I'm going to make more mistakes. And it's just like learning about how to respond to everything that happens to those mistakes. Like, um, you can't let certain things that happen to you. Um, you're going to battle adversities as a business owner. Like you're just going to, and it's just about how you respond to them and not letting them like really stop you in your tracks from moving forward. Mm, that's good. That's really good. So, so that's how to really upgrade consistency is the biggest thing to, to get to where you're at as an entrepreneur. What about for like the fitness side of things for, for people listening Maybe they're at that spot where they're just like, I, I'm ready to make a change. What is the one to three changes that they can make to start getting on the right track with their fitness journey? That's so funny that you just asked me that because I literally just put up a TikTok today. Um, go follow my TikTok, quick plug, uh, C.Steiner Coaching. Um, the, five, the, five, <laughs> the five secrets to overcoming the fear of starting your fitness journey. I literally posted that uh, TikTok today. Um, one is I'll give you, I'll give you three. So one, I would say, don't worry about you having to know everything like, um, like thinking that your diet has to be perfect or your workouts have to be like this perfect thing. Like just start moving your body and, and start eating foods like protein sources with veggies. That would be like step number one. I would say maybe you can break that into two steps, but yeah, let's break that into two steps to make this easier. So step number one, just be start moving your body. Like if you're sitting all day, chances are like most people, um, they go to their job, they come home, they have dinner with their family and they sit home, and they watch TV. 
And it's like, maybe instead of sitting and watching TV, go on a 30 minute walk with your family or your dog and just simply like start moving your body more throughout the day. Like take quick 10 minute walks throughout work. That way you're at, you're sitting all day at your desk. Like people don't think a quick 10 minute walk does anything, but if you do four of them or five of them throughout the day, that's 50 minutes of cardio. And that adds up more than you think it does. And good. I would say that, and I would just say when it comes to the nutrition side of things, stop, like cut out unnecessary snacks that you're doing on a daily basis. Really just take inventory of what you eat on a daily basis and think, okay, like I need to add in more lean protein sources and just start eating meat and veggies and a healthy carbohydrate, like a rice or a potato. And just to get, just to get that baseline started, just to kind of get you off the ground. And third is to get accountable and really just tell like one of your friends or maybe post on Facebook and say, Hey, I'm doing this fitness, this new fitness journey. And I want to let everyone know so you guys can help me stay accountable or maybe just like reaching out to some of your friends and letting them know so they can like, maybe they can text you and say, Hey, like, do you work out today? Like, how'd you eat today? And just like having like an accountability buddy almost to like talk to on a consistent basis about it, or you can hire a coach. And where can they find a coach? <laughs> um, they can find me on Instagram at C dot Snyder coaching. That's S N Y D E R on Instagram. Come on. So, so where else can they find you real quick? Just again, for the audience, I'm also going to include it in the show notes, but Instagram, TikTok, where Instagram, else TikTok. Um, you can find me on Facebook, just at my name, Clayton Snyder. Um, the best place to find me though is Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. Um, I'm pretty responsive on there. If you give me a follow and you message me, um, C dot Snyder coaching. Perfect. Right on. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on today. That was a blast. Um, I learned a lot. I hope everybody listening did as well. And thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Hungry Few Podcast. You've been listening to an episode of the Hungry Few Podcast, where we believe complacency is the enemy. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stay hungry. Stay hungry.